You're listening to Juno Afternoon. I'm Shelley Delaney, and it's time for Garden Talk with Ed Byarski. Hi, Ed. Good afternoon, Shelley. Today you're here to talk about the birds and the bees, so this should be good. This is important stuff. I mean, we depend on them to help make a lot of our food possible. I mean, the fruits and the berries, uh, cucumbers, I mean, all sorts of all sorts of things that result from flowering, which need somebody to cross-pollinate. Oh, there's a few things that don't. Weird stuff like spinach that has, that is wind-pollinated, has two separate, has male and female plants, and they are pollinated by the wind. Um, another, so that's different. Well, and that would go toward their relatives, beets, and Swiss chard and other stuff too. Uh, and I suppose we can even throw in rhubarb if you want rhubarb seeds. Now, when we were talking a couple of weeks back, I think it was last month sometime, you mentioned that you hadn't seen too many bees yet and you were a little concerned about it. Well, yes, and things are looking a lot better and I would probably say this beautiful, warm, sunny weather is contributing. Certainly it probably speeded up the metabolism of the um, adults and perhaps young ones of the bees and flies and butterflies and well probably even the hummingbirds which are helping so now we're seeing quite a lot my cherry trees are just there almost over blooming but the apple trees are starting so it's looking good and there's lots and lots of different critters that do pollination um, you know, we think the bumblebees are the most obvious ones. There's wasps. We don't really like the wasps so much because of their nasty, nasty stings. But they do a lot of good work for us. And even, even the, some of the mosquitoes will do some pollination for us. And there's other little hoverflies. And, of course, the hummingbirds are, well, famous, rightfully so. And, of course, we like to watch them and feed them. But we've got to be careful. I mean, if you've been watching some of the headlines on the uh, the the bird flu virus, that's not quite right. Anyway, the virus which is attacking a lot of birds and is being transmitted all over the country, um, including Alaska. I've heard of um, everything from hawks and owls and eagles and other critters dying because of it. So even to the point where they're recommending removing bird feeders and potentially even hummingbird feeders so that the birds don't transmit it to each other. Mm, that's interesting. I haven't even had one hummingbird at my <laughs> feeder so far, and, but I have I seen mean, them. That is, yeah, it is, it is affected, you know, kind of back east to start with, but it's spread um, at... Things like uh, chicken farm, chicken and turkey farms that raise them for whether for meat or for eggs has been a problem, but it has gone out a lot more places than that and has gotten into the wild bird population. So that's a challenge. That's but to go back to yeah. the, I, I, we did a story so to go here back to at, at least the bees well. and other things that we need to pollinate. We this year we're having good sunny weather while the trees, the, ap the cherries and the apples and Saskatoons and, uh, well, plums maybe to follow and other things, um, so that with the good weather, then the pollinators are more active. 
And that will hopefully, if, especially if we get good weather to follow and into the summer and fall, then we should get more fruit, more berries. That would be a really good thing. I've, I'm waiting, the, our raspberries and blackberries aren't yet blooming. But again, this is helping fire up the pollinators, really fire up all the different insects that pollinate. So we know that the insects that pollinate are good insects, and then there are the insects that um, might eat our eat our harvest, which are the bad insects. So uh, is there anything that is flying around that might look like a good insect but actually be a bad insect? Um, <laughs> it's, some of them are both. You know, <laughs> some of them, again, whether we characterize the wasps as good or bad, I mean, they are pollinators. That makes them good. They are meat eaters, and uh, if you annoy them, they will severely annoy you. Um, so just be careful if you're out there with them. There are some interesting and weird beetles. So I'm sure you're familiar with skunk cabbage that was blooming way back um, a month and a half ago. You know, as soon as the snow went and things started to warm up, skunk cabbage are out there blooming. Well, there's some weird little beetles and other insects that pollinate those and they're pretty much they fly around and then they crawl around on the big those big spades that are inside the the yellow hood so it's just a weird way of pollinating but the other important place that a lot of us in you know in alaska we have greenhouses so in our green so we have to kind of open up our greenhouses some to allow the good guys in and hopefully not allow the bad guys in like aphids and other pest insects. Because we need the bees to come in to pollinate our tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff. But then we can help out, we can be pollinators also in that helping, so with tomatoes, just by shaking the plant, gently shaking the plants, and I have mine tied up on strings or sometimes supported by tomato cages, we can just shake the strings or shake the tomato cages. And that is enough to cause the pollen to move from the stamens to the pistils within each flower. Now there's some cucumbers we need pollinators for, but there's also some cucumbers that are essentially self-pollinating. Uh, like the burpless cucumbers that maybe you've heard of, uh, the English cucumbers, some of those don't need pollination, that they will kind of, I don't know if it's quite correct to say they automatically pollinate themselves. <laughs> so some plants don't need that extra help. And there's actually been selection, breeding selection done for that. Again, so that the greenhouses can be more effective and not depend on outside pollinators or somebody like us going around with a tiny little paintbrush from male flowers of the squash plants or pumpkins or that sort of thing to take pollen from the male flowers, I should say, and put it onto the female flowers. Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of work. I think I'd rather let a bug do that for me or the wind. Well, yeah, it's great if we can let the, let the birds and the bees do it. Um, I think there's a song about that. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
But anyway, we can help out. And again, if you're not seeing those insects in your greenhouse, that's worth doing. And especially whether you're growing squash or pumpkins, it's really easy to see. We can even break off a male flower, tear off the petals and take it over to the female flower where we can see the little fruit starting to form just daub the pollen onto the pistils of the female flower and that will cause result in pollination and then we will get fruit zucchinis squash and other stuff all right well thanks so much ed i'm glad we had this discussion about the birds and the bees and uh and pollination it's really good to know we'll keep an eye on the avian flu situation as well and uh yeah make sure that uh, all of our our Plants and veggies and flowers are nice and happy, and fruits as well, fruits and berries. So thank you so much for letting us know about that. You're welcome. And one quick warning, I was just out today looking at currant and gooseberry plants. This is just about the time of year to watch out for the dreaded imported European currant worm. Hmm. So you might Google that, and we, if we see some for next week, uh, we'll let you know and talk about that too, along with other maybe other interesting pests that we get to deal with. Yep, it's it's time to start the start the fight <laughs> against the slugs and the pests. So, thanks so much, Ed Byarski, for another episode of Garden Talk. You're welcome, Shelley. Have a great day. by Don Abel Garden Center, locally owned since 1936, offering building and garden supplies to both commercial and residential customers throughout Alaska. More at donable.biz.